morning, Dad. Hey, going for a run? Yeah, you should join me like you used to. Not with my old knees and back. Mm -mm. Try Xanthacin. It could really help. Plus, it's super safe, Dad, and it's good for your heart and brain. Xanthacin fights aging with astaxanthin, nature's most powerful antioxidant. And with three times the absorption and superior purity, it's the brand physicians trust. Find it at GetXantho.com and these retailers. Keep doing what you love with Xanthacin. All right, how's it going, everybody? We welcome you to another episode of Hawaii Football Now, presented by Xanthison. This is episode 49. We are nearing the big 5-0. That's right. We've been able to survive on the podcast airwaves up until now. Jordan Helly, Hunter Hughes with you. Uh, it kind of nicely coincides with training camp heating up, the season right on the horizon. We are officially into August. Um, and again, this is episode 49, set to be released on Thursday, August 4th, 2022. Big mahalo to our other sponsor, Spectrum Mobile, and a reminder that Hawaii Football Now is brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. As Hawaii's largest credit union, they are committed to serving individuals and businesses through its 14 branch locations statewide and convenient digital banking services. As a leader in financial support and providing support for the islands, Hawaii USA is committed to strengthening Hawaii's financial wellness by sharing successes with members, local businesses, and the greater community. Visit HawaiiUSAFCU.com. All right, we record this about 7.07 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Again, as we get set to release this on Thursday, August 4th, we're basically, you know, a little over a week into training camp. We mentioned it is officially August. There will be Hawaii football game game i should say not games yeah. this month august 27th that's right around the corner man it really is about three and a half weeks away from kickoff at vanderbilt at the ching athletic complex to get the Jimmy chang era underway one quick reminder as well before we dive into things here uh we are on google Podcasts, so i don't know if you've been tuning in via soundcloud or spotify or apple Podcasts, or just you know doing it old school like when we started this whole thing 48 episodes ago uh you know youtube Big searchable yeah you know you can find us you can find us check out the you know like on spotify it's and and uh apple it's the espn honolulu feed you can catch us there you can catch all of the the daily radio shows as well in podcast form as well as some of the other cool um uh episodes and shows on uh, espn honolulu podcast network all right uh, as we go into things hunter a little opening drive time. Week one of camp in the books, wrapped up with a Saturday evening practice last week uh, as basically July came to a close, crazy enough. Uh, it was a Saturday night practice to wrap things up. Uh, one session versus the split sessions we saw earlier in the week, which seemed to be working out well, at least if uh, you listen to some of the quotes from the coaching staff after mm -hmm. the first few days of practice. They ended the practice with a ha-ha. Uh, all the practices we mentioned have been open to the public, remain open to the public. Just, you know, don't video or, uh, or take pictures. That's all they ask. Um, but a nice little way to end, I think, week one, right? Uh, they usually practice in the morning, so a big change to go practice under the lights, a little different uh, environment, a little different atmosphere. Uh, heck, that's where they're going to be playing games. But, uh, you know, the, the vibes of a night practice, Hunter, what, is, uh, what does that bring with it? Um, I mean, it's, it's cool. Uh, for, for, literally from a player's perspective, it's much less hot 
um, mm-hmm. that later practice around, uh, you know, 8.39 a.m., uh, the sun is officially up and over the uh, the mountain over here um, in Manoa, and it gets hot. So just a, a, a schedule change for the guys. It's very, very enjoyable um, evenings in Manoa um, to play football in and to be under the lights on our turf. Um, that turf can get hot as well uh, during the day. So um, I don't think that's specifically the only reason. I think it's to familiarize those guys with the field. Um, a big part of playing in Hawaii, not just football, golf, pretty much any sport is conditioning yourself with the wind. Um, and so getting Shipley, our kickers, our specialists tuned in to that field, our angles, um, uh, because that's a big part of the game, Jordan, that we've now emphasized with this coaching change is focused on special teams. And I know it's good to get those guys as many real-time reps as possible on our real field with our field goals, um, with the angles, with the wind, because it's going to be just like a game day environment. And um, I mean, I think that goes for the whole practice. And uh, you mentioned the ha'a earlier. Um, Their new ha'a goes hard, man. I mean, it is way better than anything we ever did. Um, we, we did two different ones, one with uh, the Chow era and then one with Rolo. Slight improvement with the Rolo era, but this one, uh, man, hats off to those guys and uh, whoever, uh, whatever Kumu uh, wrote that for them. It's it's pretty awesome to be down there. Yeah, it's, it's um, I think you can see them take ownership of that thing. Um, it, it resonates you know, I think, uh, you know, you got like you got a native Hawaiian head coach, right? And it, it, I think all mm-hmm. kind of permeates down from there. Um, it, it was cool to see because, you know, the word is that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get a scrimmage later in week two, which is this week. Um, you know, my guess is probably under the lights. Uh, I'm not sure if they've, they've released all the start practice times throughout the rest of the week. Um, word is Friday that the, the, the scrimmage will likely happen. Uh, I know Steven Sy reporting that. I don't think he committed to that being a guarantee. We all know how camp goes. Things can change, right? You evaluate, you figure it out, you figure, uh, you know, the plan accordingly going forward based on, you know, kind of how every day goes. But it's it's cool to see because the other the other aspect of it, and I saw a fair amount of people on social media posting things, again, not, a, not of the action on the field, but just uh, sharing that they were there. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's under the lights. It, it, it's on the turf where they're going to play the games because they do kind of go back and forth between the, the grass practice fields right across the street. Um, and, and I think for those one, it makes sense, right? Because you're going to play games both on natural grass and on turf, depending on, you know, the opponent on the road. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get the legs used to used to one and the other. Um, but it it had a little bit of a, a little bit of a vibe because people were in the stands, you know, and, and making some noise and, and, I think for the players, that's gotta that's gotta account for something, right? I mean, a lot of these guys, and we'll get into the fact that not all of the guys were around last year on this roster, but a lot of these guys. Look, we uh, I remember the the Portland State game last year in particular, where it was, I mean, it was weird, like nobody was there, right? And and wasn't the players' fault or anything like that. That's just the circumstances. But you know, there were more people, fans, at this practice on Saturday than there were for that Portland State opener. The home yeah. opener last year, um, so I, I gotta imagine it, it it revs things up a little bit. And I know there were fans at the practices earlier in the uh, in the week, but again, it's it's the morning. It's a little different vibe. You get under the lights, 
you kind of get get popping a little bit and, and the, the fact that everybody was together as well um it wasn't the split practice it was the yeah. entire team together uh, i think all of that accounted for uh, a pretty exciting night i think there were some some good things seen you've seen some of the playmakers on the perimeter uh i think maybe catching some people's eye and and obviously the quarterback competition is still the focal point in all of this and i don't know if anybody has necessarily just gone and run away with it just yeah. based on you know some of the the early accounts and observations but yeah i just think all in all I, th- I thought it was a pretty cool way to wrap up the first week uh for the players obviously but but the fans as well yeah um you know we've touched on this and the, the show before jordan but uh for those listening at home wondering you know what, what what's the big deal about no photos or no videos i thought you know maybe we could help help spread the brotherhood love or something like that with, you know, our action on social media. But um, the, the coaches um, are already a little paranoid, um, let alone if it's not your first year. I mean, Rolo was the same way. Uh, didn't they want every advantage as possible heading into um, a week one game against an SEC opponent and the benefit of a brand new team is there's no film on you really people have no idea what to plan for what to um try to um get ready for in terms of a scheme or or getting your defense or offense ready um everything that we will show them on august 27th will be the first time that anybody sees an offense or defensive scheme for um university of hawaii so it's of utmost importance um to try to keep everything in-house as much as possible yeah, on that note, it's kind of funny because that reminds me of the um, the, the quote from from Jared Ursula, the receivers coach, last week. Uh, I, I think I saw it via Reese Nagoko's with the Star Advertiser now. Um, I'm not sure if it was a mass media bill, but he kind of rec- compared the offense to like a mixed plate, right? A little bit of Katsu, a little bit of Kalbi, uh, which is like only people in Hawaii are going to understand that, yeah. right? Um, I don't know if the Vandy guys, although they do have some Hawaii connections there in Vandy, uh, funny enough. But they're like, what, what, what does this all mean, right? But I bring that up because to your point, um, look, to, to get an idea of prepping for week one Hawaii, yeah. because it, as you mentioned, there's no, like you're going to have to go watch, like they're tracking down like Eastern Washington film. That's exactly right. They're tracking down Nevada film. They're tracking down like Southern Utah film, right? Like they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're scrambling all over, yeah, all over the place, just trying to get an idea of what this, you know, shoemaker led offense is going to be with wrinkles put in, right? And 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 Ursua kind of mentions like, hey, you know, it's been very collaborative and in, in talking, you know, and in, in, in his words, Coach Shu has been very um, very open. Uh, it hasn't been very rigid in terms of, hey, this is exactly how we got to do it. He's been incorporating ideas from all the different guys on the offensive staff and and what they bring from their background and previous stops. So, yeah, if you're Vanderbilt, I mean, really, you 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 have to go in and. <laughs> look up some tape from from a bunch of different places it just makes the makes the preparation process that much harder right um and so to to your point which i think is a good one yeah you don't you don't want necessarily some of the the intel leaking out like it's it's uh closely guarded state secrets at this point because you want to keep that advantage oh yeah um yeah, that's that's encouraging to hear that it's a collaborative environment, um, which makes sense. The the whole spirit of this brotherhood um, movement is we're a family, we're ohana. Uh, come with what you have. Let's learn from each other. Let's 
let's create something um, positive and, and good together as, as one unit. Um, uh, yeah, I'm curious, Jordan. I, you know, every time I'm down there at practice, it's difficult to kind of categorize what I'm seeing. Um, uh, I was talking with Armani Ed in, on the sideline uh, last, uh, last Friday and just asking him, okay, like I, I saw a switch route over here. What, what, what are you guys trying to accomplish with that? And um, for, for those listening at home, that's the, the, the slot guy has a little bit of a corner or a fade. And then the outside guy um, switches it up on the inside and you have either a, a post route or an over. And uh, so we were just talking about when that's incorporated um, is that a front side read? Is that backside? And so I'm doing my best to try to figure out what it is that I'm seeing out there. Um, but, uh, I'm kind of, I kind of feel like Vandy sometimes, Jordan, I don't know what I'm looking at. And uh, as long as the guys know what they're looking at in terms of the players, uh, right. in the program, uh, that's going to be the main thing, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a bit of a mystery. It's going to be a bit of a question mark, I think for opponents coming in at least early in the season, you know, especially obviously, with Vanderbilt, who was that uh, week zero technically, but the first opponent up for the University of Hawaii. You mentioned what you're looking at out there when you go and take in practice. And it is it is really interesting because all of the excitement, all of the buzz, you've got a lot of key guys back from last year. And, and this has been a topic that we have touched on, obviously kind of out of necessity over the last, what is this, August, nine months or whatever it's been, just the turnover, right? The roster turnover. And it's kind of interesting because now that we are in camp, now you get a, a pretty good sense of what that roster is going to look like, right? And and more or less, this this is the group that's going to be there for this season, right? It's not a, a spring roster where maybe some guys are going to are going to fall off or or some guys are going to be removed from the roster, and, and obviously guys are going to be brought in throughout the process. I mean, we just had some some news of some transfers last week, and and seemingly I don't know, every other week, every week we were announcing some sort of, of guy coming in, right? A transfer, a, a, a collegiate transfer or a high school guy that was a late commit or something like that. Like the amount of names I think that we went through on this podcast, just, just relaying the message to the folks out there, um, yeah. kind of staggering. And I don't know if we ever really tallied it up, but, but some of the local media has, I saw via Christian Shibabuku of, um, of Cage with 53 new players in total on the fall camp roster from last season 53 that's like half the roster that's as christian pointed out that's an entire nfl roster absolutely 53 that's that's a regular season nfl roster that's right 53 you know 18 fbs or fcs transfers so 18 division one transfers 53 new guys um you know it makes sense because as i mentioned we were talking about dudes seemingly every week which brought with it some excitement obviously it was out of necessity because of all the talent that left the university of hawaii and it was a lot uh but it brings with it not just that but uh, to to backtrack a little bit like if you're if you're looking for tape on personnel like we talked about tape on scheme and you're looking at eastern washington you know central like you got to go way back for for coach Shu. you got to go to nevada for timmy chang's back or you got to go to southern utah if you're looking at tape for like personnel, like you've got to scour the entire nation when yeah. it comes to, to finding some of these guys, right? You got division one transfers, you got high school guys. So it's like, okay, Hey, look, we know that uh, a few different quarterbacks are in the running. Like you got to find whatever you can on, 
on Farrell, on Edin that were here already. You got to find whatever tape you can on Yellen, on Cooper, on any of these other guys that are in there, right? The, on Connor Alpol from when his time at St. Louis High School or something like that. Like it, it, it's a lot. And and I think, you know, it's something that we we knew, but I don't know if for me anyway, Hunter. Maybe, maybe you had a different. But it's like when when it gets quantified like that, and you see it really now taking shape with, hey, this is this is the team now, right? This this is what the team's going to look like for the most part. Um, 53 guys. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Not to mention, you know, three quarters of the staff is new. Totally. Um, for, for those listening at home, this is so unusual. This is very, very unusual in terms of what's normally expected coming into a fall camp. Um, generally speaking, you would see maybe around 20, 22, 23 new names on a football roster come every fall. You know, the, the previous crop of seniors have graduated that frees up all of their scholarships. Um, you might get maybe three or four transfers, um, three or four walk-ons on top of there. Um, and then on top of that, you're looking to fill those empty um, scholarship seats. And so you're kind of looking... I would say conservatively, Jordan, maybe like in the, the, the low 20s, this is more than double of that. And from a, a player's perspective, the, the, the feeling in the locker room has got to be like, where am I? <laughs> um, who are these guys? Um, I, the, I've caught it several times at practice, even some of the coaches going, hey, what's your name? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> um I think they need to break out the old tape just so that they can see people's name on their mm -hmm. foreheads to be able to um kind of categorize and understand who they got out there a little bit because 53 new guys is uh is a lot and it's not just an NFL roster our travel roster for um for games is 53 as well so literally the entire team whenever we go and play away games is brand new right now in terms of a number standpoint. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I mean, as you were mentioning, like this is even in the, the transfer era, the transfer portal era, I should say you're talking twenties, something like that, but yeah, 50, 53 new guys. That's, that's incredible. And in, in 18 division one transfers, there's some others as well. Um, you know, that have come from obviously junior college that have come from lower levels uh, um, it, it, I, I was just trying to think through guys last night and, 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 and as, as we were prepping for this and, and going through the notes and just trying to think of all the guys who came in, um, you know, without like looking up a new roster. And it's like, you know, I mean, you got the, you got Yellen and Cooper, the quarterbacks, like uh, in the front seven, you've got the Soli from Arkansas, Windenhole Hooli, the, the local kid who comes home from Nebraska, Anthony Sangapolitelli, another local kid is back from, UNLV, uh, Jalen Smith, who's coming in, Noah Kemma, some of those uh, junior college linebackers, um, the defensive backfield. Uh, Coach Abe was, you know, working the portal hard. Uh, and you think of all the guys that he brought in that are like power five transfers, right? Like like JoJo Forrest, Oregon State, right? Uh, Houseman's the Arizona transfer. Then you got Kalana Makaula coming back from, from – uh, UCLA, we'll see where they employ him. Mickey Pay, the Iolani grad from, from Washington. It's another yeah. exciting guy. Devin King, who we found out about like a week ago. 
coming back from uh, Maryland, I believe it was. And you got, uh, you know, you got a couple of tight end transfers in, in Jordan Murray and Grayson Morgan, uh, a couple of young running backs, and Tylen Hines and Derek Boyd, uh, some of the true freshmen that have joined the roster, right, uh, from, from, from local high schools, Cruz Keanu from Kahuku, Kona Moore from St. Louis, Ethan Spencer from St. Louis. You got the Australian lineman who played football, his high school football on the mainland, Junior Taze, who was a Todd Graham signee back in December. Like, and that's not even scratching the surface, Hunter, when, when you look at it. I mean, the number of guys that have come in and, and uh, you know, just kind of just to underscore how many new faces are out there, how many new names we'll be getting used to knowing uh, here as camp unfolds, here as the season unfolds. And and a lot of these guys are, are I think, pegged to, to play significant roles for, for this coaching staff as they look to fill a lot of these voids. Oh, yeah, big time. I, I think we're going to see – a lot of obviously new faces out there, uh, kind of next man up mentality. Um, this might be an exaggeration, but, um, you know, Jordan, I even think back to that uh, Marshall team from the 70s, whenever uh, the 70s or the 80s, whenever the plane crash happened, they had to figure out a whole new team. You know, it may, maybe it's not that steep, but it feels kind of like that, that in terms of we have a brand new team on our hands right now. And uh, it really speaks to the effort and what this coaching staff was able to accomplish in the off season. And if we're able to string some wings, some wins together, that is a, a, a monumental accomplishment by this coaching staff. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be key to get these guys up to speed. And, and as we mentioned, there's some guys who have come in like a week ago uh, that they're, they're trying to get up to speed. So it, it's a work in progress. Um, no doubt about that. All right. As we mentioned, just want to kind of give everybody the heads up that uh, anticipating a scrimmage uh, likely Friday, uh, as this will come out Thursday morning. Um, you know, if you get a chance to go check it out over the weekend, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but again, it's, it's not set in stone or anything like that. The training camp schedule can always fluctuate. Uh, and uh, another reminder that uh, next week we got episode 50 coming up. We're pretty excited. Got a pretty special guest lined up for the pod next week. Uh, and uh, as everything goes, if everything goes according to plan, we'll, uh, we'll be pretty excited to release that again a week from, uh, from the release of this episode, second week of August, as uh, it's the big 5-0. All right, wrapping up the first half here, Hunter. Uh, we'd like to record these uh, pretty early in the morning before the day gets started. We got other responsibilities. Our guy Jaron is doing like a million and 19 things for ESPN Honolulu, uh, producing videos, podcasts, everything in between. Uh, so sometimes you, you need a little, you need a little astaxanthin to get things going. Uh, and uh, you can tell about the, the good folks, our friends over at Xanthacin. Absolutely, Jordan. You may have heard about this amazing supplement called astaxanthin. Doctors and pharmacists recommend it for everything from joint and muscle function to cholesterol health and cognitive function, even anti-aging. But did you know that only one brand delivers three, not two? three times more astaxanthin to your body, making it a better buy than the competition. Introducing Xanthacin, available at getxantho.com, Newtown Square Pharmacy, down-to-earth Kaka'ako, GNC stores, and Pharmacare Hawaii. Learn more at getxantho.com. This is Hawaii Football Now from ESPN Honolulu. All right, second half time here on Hawaii Football Now, episode 49. Jordan and Hunter back with you here. Uh, a couple of uh, notes coming into the program. 
going out of the program. One that's pretty excited uh, to bring up here. Uh, and, and trust me, nobody is more excited than this guy himself. Uh, and that's Jeff Reinbold, uh, who's coming home uh, as the director of player development. Uh, and it's so funny because he has been everywhere in his coaching odyssey, right? I mean, he's coached college. He's coached professionally in Canada for a number of years. He's coached um, some, some professional teams in the United States as well. But he's, you know, a lot of his career has been north of the border, um, I, I thinking back, I had to go look it up, but he was, you know, obviously part of that June Jones era, you know, and, and some of those really good teams in 2006, 2007 kind of came in 2005, late 2005, if I'm not mistaken, but he was only here for like basically a couple of seasons. Um, but the dude like exudes Hawaii, like everything about him. Like if you follow him on Twitter, like he will get any reason to tweet about Hawaii any connection about the program, any connection to the islands, even though he's been like in Canada for a number of years now, coaching it up, right? Everybody will remember him as like the defensive line coach, um, a special teams guy at a couple of different stops. He went with June and his staff over to SMU following his time at the University of Hawaii. And since then, you know, again, he's been basically, you know, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, anything in between um, for multiple teams in Europe, Montreal, Hamilton, uh, BC Lions. Uh, he, he coached a little bit in the spring league. He, he'd been all over, like the dude's been all over. Uh, and I bring that up because he is, he is as big a uh, proponent, marketer, uh, ambassador is probably the proper word mm-hmm. of Hawaii and Hawaii football as like anybody who's out there, anybody who's out there in the football world, uh, anybody who's really just out there in the world in general. Um, and it's pretty cool that he's coming home because there are a few guys um, who have as much energy as this dude uh, and as much passion. And I think as much aloha for this place. Uh, and this is, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And kind of a, a cool uh, full circle for just uh, the, the coaching, you know, everything that went down with the June drama, you know, back in, uh, January, kind of February time for us um, to bring a, a coach from that staff. Uh, did, did Timmy play for him, Jordan? No, I think Timmy would have been gone. Okay. Yeah, I believe I believe so. And again, he was here. He wasn't here as long as I, I remember him being here. So um, I, 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 I never, I, I couldn't quite nail down exactly when he got in, but I'm pretty sure he would have been gone already if he didn't really come into about 2005 right because that would have been the first year of 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 Colt okay yeah you know regardless it's um keeping it in the family nonetheless uh with this coaching staff uh, the the greater um Hawaii Ohana and uh something that's uh you know very needed with director of player development uh for those uh, listening at home they're like man uh, how many of these uh, obscure coaching titles can you think of right now but that there's actually a lot that goes into um kind of making sure your recruits you know from a freshman to a sophomore to a junior to a senior are developing both as as people um and as players and are are getting the the proper care that is required because there's so many guys there's so many moving pieces um you really do need specialized attention on each and every um, segment of the process. So I'm glad that they 
continue, it seems, right now. Again, we've yet to play one football game. But um, at this point in the process, it seems like this coaching staff continues to make one good decision after another. Yeah, Hawaii guy through and through. And I think that that holds a lot of value, carries a lot of weight. Um, and, and being a part of this staff. And, and I like, you know, not to call Jeff like an old guy, um, but I, I like that they've, they've kind of mixed in some of the youth on yeah. the coaching staff, as well as some of the experience. Uh, and I think, it, you know, I, I really like the makeup of all of this. All right. Uh, one guy coming in uh, and a guy going out, even though we, we kind of knew he was out a while ago, but finding a landing spot is Solo Turner. Uh, of course, folks will remember him um, from the Todd Graham era came in, was a Baylor transfer. Originally thought we were going to see him in kind of that H back, um, you know, hybrid role. And then he made the move over to defense midway through last season. And I thought really played well in, in the secondary. Um, <clears throat> and, a, and a guy that I think would have had a big role this year as well, regardless of, of what the coaching situation was going to be. But um, he via the transfer portal, and, and it was known that, that he was in the portal and, and not with the program for, for a while now. Uh, but he ends up at Illinois. Uh, Brent Bielema mentioned him at uh, Big Ten Media Days, I think because he was a recent addition to the roster. He was asked about it and um, had some nice things to say about Solo Turner. And so that, um, by our count, Hunter, and we, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, um, I believe he's the fifth Power 5 transfer off of last year's roster, right? And, and that's, that's, that's counting Cincinnati. And look, if yeah. you're in the playoff, you're, you're, you're power. Right. And, and so Nick Marner to Cincinnati, uh, Jonah Lulu to Oklahoma, uh, Darius Musa to UCLA, Corey Bethley to Arizona State, and now Solo so Turner to Illinois. And that doesn't even include, you know, Dede Hunter and Cam Lockridge and Jevin Cordero, who have gone to, to pretty high profile, you know, group of five conference yes. um, or, you know, mid major programs in all of this. Um, and, a, and a number of other guys as well. So yeah, that's, that's another guy and, and good for solo. I, I hope it works out for him. Uh, again, uh, he didn't play a ton at the university of Hawaii just because of the time he was here. Um, but I, I thought he really excelled once he got a chance to play in that secondary. And so, um, you know, uh, another guy that will be sorely missed, but uh, he gets to hey big 10 football, man. It doesn't get much better than that. And, you know, I'm from Illinois. Uh, Champaign's a great uh, college town. Um, and uh, Illinois kind of follows the Bears in the, the way that they do like an old school pro style offense with heavy on the run game. So good for solo. There, there, there are a few places better if you wanted to be a running back than, than Big Ten or SEC in my mind. Uh, that's, that, that's kind of where great running backs are, are born. So good for him. I, I hope he has a, a great second later half of his college career. Yeah, something about the orange there um, with those Illinois State football teams, whether it's the Bears or or the fighting Illini there. Uh, one quick note uh, that we wanted to mention, um, it, all the, the, the game times, I think all but one are now set, and that's because TV has been figured out uh, for the University of Hawaii schedule. You can check that out on the University of Hawaii, hawaiiathletics.com on their website. Uh, but the four nationally televised games we knew um, they will be, uh, I believe those game times have been set. Some of them, uh, we, we knew about the 4.30 kickoff against Vanderbilt on August 27th. You got the Michigan game, 2 o'clock Hawaii time. That'll be a night game in Michigan, by the way, uh, the following week, which under the lights in the big house, that's going to be a pretty cool atmosphere 
Oh yeah. Uh, and then you got the, the Fresno state game in Fresno. Uh, that start time is to be announced. And the, um, <clears throat> uh, the other uh, nationally televised game will be uh, 430 Hawaii kickoff August, excuse me, October 8th at San Diego state. And then the rest of the home games for Hawaii, it's the usual six o'clock start time all on spectrum. So basically eight of the 13 games will be on spectrum pay-per-view um, that's minus the four nationally televised games that we mentioned, Fresno, um, San Diego State, as well as Michigan and Vanderbilt. Uh, and then the, the, that 13th game, so that's always like, hey, Jordan, that's, that's 12. They're playing 13 this year. Uh, not sure what the, the at Las Cruces, uh, New Mexico State affair is going to be. Last year it was on Flow Sports. You had, you had to pay for it. Um, Shout out to Flow that wasn't, that was an interesting experience. Um, I imagine it's probably something similar this year. Uh, I think as an independent, they kind of hold the rights to their home broadcast. So that will not be a spectrum game. Spectrum's got eight of the 13. Um, paper is a whole nother conversation, but just, just kind of letting people know that uh, a lot of this has been sorted out. If you're, if you're planning on, you know, watching it, if you're planning on going to some of the games, uh, start times are, are a little more set now than they were uh, just up until, a couple of weeks ago or whatnot. Um, All of the games will be on ESPN Honolulu, though. We need to exactly. say that. Exactly. And that's and that's how you bring it home, Hunter. Very, very nicely done there. It's very, very nice. It, it, and if and if anybody didn't know, if they didn't catch episode, when did we have John Venary on? 46? 46? 45? Something like that. Anyway, it was a few episodes ago. Uh, Hunter, our guy, is going to be working the sidelines for the ESPN Honolulu radio broadcasts. And so... Be sure to catch him. Be sure to catch John. Be sure to catch Mark Venary uh, on our uh, Brotherhood broadcasts of University of Hawaii football games. And yes, Hunter is absolutely correct. All 13 games on the radio on ESPN Honolulu. You can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong. Absolutely not. Uh, as you surf the channels trying to figure out what what channel uh, you know it is television wise, you never have to guess. You never have to guess with the radio feed. Um, so yeah, be, be sure to check that out. Come down to the games if you get an opportunity um bring your radio that's always a fun way to experience right. it and uh feel free to yell at hunter while he's walking around the sideline absolutely more than welcome the uh uh the the, the hurling hellos or um choice comments if you will jordan uh we welcome them all here on hawaii football now hopefully uh hopefully not too many choice comments at least some positive comments I mean, if it's uh, funny, if it if if there's if there's an effort for a joke, no one appreciates that more than me. All right, uh, if you can make Hunter laugh, that's that's the main thing. Absolutely. Um, and and if we're around in an earshot, we'll uh, we'll give you the thumbs up or thumbs down as to whether you uh, you landed the joke there. Uh, but yeah, again, all the games on ESPN Honolulu, all the games being covered on the radio, we got you covered right here. And then of course, every week following those games, be sure to tune into Hawaii Football Now as we'll bring you all of the recap analysis and looking forward to the next week as well. We're kind of going to be right into the normal swing of things under here pretty soon, man, only three and a half weeks away from the start of the season. One season coming to an end though, is the season of the Frisco fighters of the indoor football league, which is like the preeminent indoor football league. Yeah. Um, very self-explanatory after the uh, arena football league folded a few years ago. I was a big AFL guy. I always thought it was really fun. They had a ton of teams at one point, and then by the end, they are down to like four. Uh, the IFL, I think, has like 12 or 14 teams. It's in uh, a decent spot. Mm -hmm. uh, but J.R. Hemsley 
Yeah. Our guy, former University of Hawaii offensive lineman, first team, first team all IFL. Yeah. Uh, first team all indoor football league. The fighters were the best team in the league in the regular season, had the best record, won a playoff game, and then ultimately lost last weekend in a semifinal, a tight one. Uh, the championship game for the IFL, which you can catch on YouTube, is next week, Saturday, August 13th. JR playing alongside Cole Leval. Pretty cool to yeah. what you guys there playing in Texas, Frisco, uh, up there in the Dallas area. Again, uh, best team in the league, just didn't quite follow it up in the playoffs uh, a tough semifinal loss but jerry hemsley man that's that's pretty awesome first team ifl the center for the frisco fighters we might we might need to get the big five seven on the pod yeah let's do point. it uh, you know season pal so he's got a little free time now absolutely and one of the best uh baseball trash talkers i've ever been around uh oh. we, we would sit behind home plate and he would give it to the opposing pitcher man it was good stuff um he'd be a he'd be a good one to uh to have on the show man yeah we'll, uh, need to put that together we'll work on that we'll work on that we've got we, we're at episode 50 next week but we're not slowing down yeah, we got so. we got plenty of episodes to go long season ahead of us as well so yeah shout out to to jr shout out to cole as well uh, another fun season especially for jr getting the the um individual recognition after a lot of team success there for the frisco fighters uh, i like the name they got cool like fighter plane as part of their uh their logo uh, there in the IFL. All right, uh, some of the Facebook, YouTube comments. Uh, appreciate the love. We got our guy, uh, either K Love Sank 78 or just like Club Sank. Not sure exactly how that goes, but uh, showing us some love there. Uh, we got uh, we got Charles dropping a line for the the new DB transfer, Devin King. Uh, we got a guy who's going by the uh, the username John Cena um dropping us a line as well i don't we can't confirm or deny if it's the actual john cena uh we're just gonna go with it it's the real one the the, uh you know international wrestling and uh and movie star so uh shouts to you john thanks for tuning in we appreciate it um always fun to um to hear from from the folks and and as always you can drop us a line uh we had a little trouble with the facebook posting so last week's episode didn't make it there but our guy jaron is working hard to to get that all uh square but of course you can catch us on like a million different ways now with with google apple spotify you uh youtube uh you can link us on the uh, espn honolulu website uh as well uh so appreciate everybody dropping us a line that you are always welcome to uh and we do our best to get back to you in a timely manner but uh it does uh, provide us uh good feedback uh gives us some content sometimes gives us some some thought-provoking questions keeps us on our toes uh and, and we appreciate interacting with, with all of you uh and even the folks that that we run into in person out on the uh out on the streets in the grocery store uh on the driving range uh everybody, everybody wants to talk a little uh football and, and talk a little bit about the podcast so that's always fun absolutely i mean it's that's the beautiful thing of living in hawaii uh even if you're not a big fan of sports it's a topical um it's a topical topic if you will the double t um this time of the year um big swing with just football starting up again timmy chang the brotherhood it's everything it's it's good stuff and we're we're at the cusp of it jordan yeah we are and uh that'll wrap things up we'll, we'll get a little overtime segment here you mentioned football starting um we got to wait uh, about uh three and a half more weeks for the start of UH football, but uh, it, high school football, you don't got to wait any longer. This is being released on Thursday, August 4th. There is a game tonight. If you're listening to this tonight, August 4th, Wailua visiting Farrington. Uh, high school football season is underway. 
Um, we, we, we often carry some games here on the ESPN Honolulu family of networks. Um, some other marquee matchups this weekend, uh, St. Louis at Milani Friday night, Kamehameha at Kahuku and Kapa'a against Aiea at Radford on Saturday night. Uh, and, and one last note on the high school football scene, uh, former University of Hawaii assistant Tom Kalmeyer is now the head coach over at Waianae, and they make their season debut this Saturday over in Kaneohe against Castle uh, as they take on the night. So uh, a little connection there, a little tie-in uh, for the University of Hawaii football program. He's back after coaching for, for a while in Japan and uh, is looking to turn around that Waianae program. So pretty cool there. Yeah, nothing quite like high school football, but high school football in Hawaii is always special. Um, uh, are you uh, broadcasting any of these games this weekend, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, we've got a we've got a four games for you on uh, on on TV, local TV. Uh, uh, we got the I'll, I'll be at Kaiser on Friday night. Iolani taking nice. on Kaiser, uh, Iolani the Vendi Division One state champions, and then I'll be at that uh, YNI Castle game on on Saturday as well. Right on. Out on the, uh, uh, well, I was going to say West Side. If it's at Castle, you're over in yeah. Castle. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be over in, in, uh, in the 4-4, man. Who, uh, who's your preseason favorite right now, man? Oh, uh, well, if, you, if you're talking overall, it's got to be Kahuku. Like, they're loaded. They're actually playing a, a really um, loaded schedule. They've got um, uh, a couple of uh, powerhouses. They got uh, St. Francis, I believe it is, out of... Uh, I would go look this up real quick and double check, but uh, they've got a, a couple of opportunities to really kind of make their mark uh, on a national scale because they're, they're loaded. I mean, they've got, you know, the, um, yeah, St. John Bosco out of California and St. Francis Academy out of Maryland for Kahuku. And uh, they're going to Bosco. They get St. Francis at home uh, late September um, on the North shore on that beautiful new turf that's been installed. They're back to playing home games this year. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful facility. And, and so, yeah, they, they, they've got a chance to be like nationally good. Uh, wow. Kahuku does, I think. And, and then obviously the, the usual suspects, uh, St. Louis, uh, Mitalani will be the ones kind of chasing them. Uh, it'll be kind of interesting. Division one's interesting. Kapaz moving up after winning the D2 championship last year. So you got to imagine they, uh, Iolani, Lahaina, Luna are going to be right in the mix as well. And then D2, I think, is, is wide open with Kapa'a moving up so we're, we're going to be interested to see but yeah I, I if and I know there are a lot of high school football fans out here but that St. Louis Milani game is going to be really really interesting it's it's hard to tell it's so early in the season right uh, and and those teams will look a lot different come October November when you get into the money time but yeah Kahuku's got a chance to be really really good they've got a number of division one guys high profile division one guys as well they've got the offensive and defensive players of the year in the state last year back this year uh, and Kai, Kai Carvalho on offense, who's got offers from Utah and others, including Hawaii, and then Leonel Lefau, who's committed to Texas. So they've got uh, they've got some dudes, as they always do. Um, but they've they've got an offense to match this uh, this potent defense as they as they typically have. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think they've got a chance to be really really good, and and maybe in the national rankings, especially if they hold things out uh, until that September 17th game against Bosco. So yeah, they play at Bosco on the 17th, and then. Uh, two weeks later, they're at home for a, for a game against St. Francis with Coppola in between. So, yeah, that's, keep your eye on them. They're going to be really good. Wow. Yeah, uh, Kahuku always smacks you in the mouth, man. Uh, that I they do. That I they do. play high school football out here, but that's just always been my observation. If you want to take on the red, you better, you better come prepared. 
yeah you got you gotta make sure the helmet's strapped up tight when you when you play Kahuku. the scary thing is now they, they've got like this passing game that's also really good um oh, so it's 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 kind of unfair at times but yeah it's it's gonna be fun so so check out some of those games uh some former I mean, excuse me future university of hawaii football products as well hi hey Adele cruz is the uh, uh commit he's a defensive and outside linebacker for elon you can catch him on friday as well all right that'll do it for us big thanks to you hunter big thanks to our guy jaron behind the controls and a big thanks to our sponsor spectrum mobile and hawaii usa federal credit union this has been episode 49 of hawaii football now presented by xanthison we'll see you next week episode 50 be sure to tune in for that we're excited about it and we're excited about this upcoming university of hawaii football season aloha everybody You've been listening to Hawaii Football Now with Jordan Halley and Hunter Hughes, all from ESPN Honolulu.